0: What's up, guys? It's John Michaels. It's another edition of the A Town Stomp podcast here on Tackler Media. Really appreciate you guys jumping on board with the project, the West Blanket Ship, Jason Butt and I have going. Uh, make sure, if you have not, tacklermedia.com. Not only follow us on Twitter, but make sure you go on. And you give us a a subscription. All you got to do is put your email in. The way Tackler Media works is actually going to be really cool. You will get the email and all of our content sent directly to your email box, which makes it easy. So the first thing in the morning when you wake up or whenever we post content, boom, you've got an email right there. And then you're ready to roll. So it's, it's not scrolling through, trying to find an article, trying to do all of that different stuff. It's literally, let's go on here, let's get our information out, and we'll go that route. Boom, here you go. Here's your article. Here's your podcast. You can take us on the go. So tell a friend to tell a friend. It's pretty simple. Tacklermedia.com is where we're at. Tacklermedia is where our Twitter and our Instagram and Facebook handles are. You know where I'm at. It's at John Michaels U on social media. A-Town Stop is going to be, it's letting you guys know, it's going to be more than just Falcons football from time to time. We'll do all Atlanta sports on here. We're going to try to pop this thing out four or five times a week because let's be real, we've got so much Atlanta sports going on As we get into July, there are a lot of different things to handle other than just Falcons football. Obviously, MLS coming back here in a couple of days with Atlanta United, although there's some COVID questions going on with the MLS bubble. NBA coming back. I know the Hawks aren't going to be there, but maybe they get into this second bubble in Chicago. We'll see how that continues to play out. Braves, we got about 15, 16 days from now, and we've just been granted at Tackler Media all the media availability for the Braves, so we're going to be bringing you all the Zoom meetings all the questions with brian snicker travis d or you name it we'll be doing all of that stuff and we're going to be getting the same thing all the same access that all your favorite places in town have tackler media is going to have so again make sure you subscribe to this the the gist of today's podcast becomes very simple let's dive directly in to what's going on around atlanta sports and something that I get sick and tired of, I've been arguing with people literally back from when I worked at 790 The Zone during, doing football night in Atlanta way back then. It's the slander that Matt Ryan continues to get, not only around our town, but nationally. You want to give me right now that Matt Ryan choked 28-3, and that's the only thing that you have against Matt Ryan, I'll let you know that your credibility is zero, point blank Zero. Go back and watch the Super Bowl and you tell me exactly where Matt Ryan choked. I've had people say that he ran into a sack after Julio Jones made the catch. It's called immediate A-gap pressure because Alex Mack and I believe Chris Chester missed an assignment. Should they have run the ball? Yep, you're absolutely right. I've been saying that since that night. The Falcons should have run the ball on second and third down, kicked a field goal with Matt Bryant and won a Super Bowl. If that would have happened... None of the Matt Ryan slander exists today at all, and it becomes one of the most infuriating arguments that I have seen in all of sports. You ask why. The infuriating part about all of this is football, maybe more than any other sport, is the ultimate team game. Like, literally, you're talking about 22 guys working in unison to try to go out there and win yourself a championship. You take basketball, for example. LeBron James can get uber hot, and the four guys around him can play decent, and they can win some basketball games. Baseball, you could have one really hot pitcher. I think back to the 88 series with the Dodgers. Oral Hershizer had a monster series, uh, and they were to go on and win World Series. He had a monster year. But you get like one hot pitcher in a playoff series. Maybe you have to face that guy three times, and they win a championship. Think about it, The Diamondbacks basically rode Curt Schilling and Randy Johnson for most of the way through the playoffs, the year that they won the 2001 World Series. Those two sports, you can maybe ride somebody a little bit more than football. Matt Ryan in that Super Bowl was 17 of 23, something like 284 yards and two touchdowns. People also forget after the sack on second down, on third down, he completes a pass that gets them back into field goal range, and then there's an awful holding penalty called on Jake Matthews that gets them out of field goal range, and the Falcons are unable to obviously kick a field goal. We know how it all ends. But this isn't about going back to just the Super Bowl. I saw a tweet today that all I could do was shake my head. And actually, I saw it yesterday, and then there's been a subsequent tweet from a different entity in the sports media game that all I can do is shake my head. Bomani Jones, and I'm going to say this. I give Bomani Jones a ton of credit. He is one of the smartest guys in media. So I don't want you to think that this is a let's bag on Bomani Jones because it's not at all. But he said this yesterday. Serious question. Where do you Falcon fans get off having all this pride in Matt Ryan? Do you really not want more? Do you not want to be better? Is this good enough for you? Are you that battered and scarred? Do you love that bad dope that much? You don't feel silly arguing with me. So you look about this for a second and you go, all right, is he saying do we not want better than Matt Ryan? Now, if you're telling me right now I could have had Drew Brees in the same time that Matt Ryan was there, okay, yeah, I'm going to take Drew Brees. If I could have had Tom Brady in the same time that Matt Ryan was there, yeah, I would have taken Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers... I, you know, you could debate that one back and forth, at least for me. Maybe I'm, uh, I'm not rushing as quickly to take Aaron Rodgers. Although, again, it's nothing that, that, you know, it's not a shot at Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is a tremendous quarterback. I just have gotten to know Matt over the years. I see the competitor that he is. He doesn't seem to be quite the curmudgeon that Aaron Rodgers is, although Aaron Rodgers probably a hair better. But over the time Matt Ryan's been in the league, those are the three definitive guys. Now, if you're telling me today, would I rather have Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, of course I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes. Guess what? Nine other teams in the draft passed on Patrick Mahomes. And when Patrick Mahomes was drafted in Kansas City, his first year he sat and didn't even play. And then all of a sudden he's played and he's been the best quarterback in the league. And he got rewarded handsomely with a monster deal. But here's the problem I I look at with this. Here's the issue I have when people start to go about the business of going, the Falcons should do better than Matt Ryan. When was the point in Matt Ryan's career that the Falcons were supposed to move on from Matt Ryan and do better? That's my question to you. So let's back up, and we'll look at some of Matt Ryan's career. And this is where I tell uh, national media pundits to kiss my rear end when you're watching two or three games a year, maybe, on highlight, on SportsCenter, and you're trying to come to a conclusion on Matt Ryan. So his first five years in the league, Matt Ryan goes 11-5, 9-5. Remember, he was injury uh, in his second year. 13-3, 10-6, 13-3. That gets you through 2012. So there's no doubt at that time Matt Ryan is the unquestioned quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. They played like crap in the divisional round in 2010, and they lose to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Packers shredded the Falcons' defense. Matt did throw a bad pick six at the end of the first half. They weren't winning the game with or without that. Michael Jenkins also slipped on the logo on a ball that should have been a touchdown right before the interception. But that's diving back into history. 2011, they lose to the defense or the uh, eventual Super Bowl champion New York Giants in a wild card game. I was there on the field. Falcons offense was brutal. Falcons defense was brutal. They lost 24 to two. They could not protect. They could not run the football. They could not do anything. Move along to 2012. We all know they get to the NFC Championship game. Uh, Matt Ryan does have a bad fumble in that game. A ball that he takes his eye off a snap. I think the snap may have come early, but either way, you credit that one to the quarterback. Also, Harry Douglas, my dude, if he doesn't fall down, Matt Ryan hits him on what should be the game-winning touchdown, ends up only being a first down. They end up not scoring a touchdown. The Falcons lose, I think it was 28-24 to the San Francisco 49ers in a heartbreaking loss. So five years in, you can't even have the argument that the Falcons should have done better than Matt Ryan. Remember, that offseason, they reward him with a contract extension, very well earned because, again, 11-5, 9-5, and 13-3, 10-6, 13-3. Matt Ryan is one of the top players in all of the NFL right then. 2013, they go 4-12. and 12. It's brutal. They made huge missteps. And, and this is one of the times I gave uh, Thomas Dimitrov a lot of uh, flack for what he did. Curtis Lofton, Stephen Nicholas were gone. You replaced them with two undrafted free agents at linebacker and Paul Warlow and Joplo Bartu, two guys that I like personally. I think Paul turned into a solid NFL player. Bartu should have been a special teamer, not a starter. They go 4-12. and 12. They followed it up the next year in a lame duck season with Mike Smith. They go 6-10. and 10. So if you want to argue right then, okay, the Falcons should have pulled the plug after two lo- losing seasons on Matt Ryan at 30 years old when you go 6 and 10. Mind you, those two years, I just want to read off with two bad football teams Uh, 2013 Julio Jones is hurt five games in Matt Ryan still throws for 4500 yards 26 touchdowns he's thrown to guys like Darius Johnson who I don't believe took another snap in the NFL he made Harry Douglas again my guy a thousand yard receiver in 2013 2014 the defense was brutally bad Mike Smith was a lame duck coach he probably should have been fired before the season they gave him an extra year It did not work out. That year, Matt Ryan throws 66% completion, 4,600 yards, 28 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. Mind you, now he's in, I believe, year two of the contract extension. So if you really wanted to make a move, maybe you make a move in 2014 to go out and get a different quarterback, although that's really counterproductive to have a guy that's under quarterback, uh, under contract who had only at that time had two losing seasons to his name and was still one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So to go back to Bamani Jones's point, you had zero time up. Up through 2014 to move on from Matt Ryan. Go to 2015. Coaching regime changes. Dan Quinn brought in. Kyle Shanahan brought in on offense. You know, you basically change. Oh, and don't forget, in those years with Mike Smith, you had gotten rid of Michael Turner. You brought in Steven Jackson, which if you listen to Football Night in Atlanta back then, I said then to Dave Archer and Mike Bell, it was stupid to sign Steven Jackson. They'll both attest to it that I thought Steven Jackson was a bad signing. He popped his hamstring a game and a half into it and the Falcons just weren't very good. 2015, team gets off to 4-0 or 5-0 start, but then they really start to struggle offensively, uh, and there was a lot of conjecture there that the team was, was struggling with the verbiage and everything that Kyle Shanahan was doing. The team ends up 8-8. and Matt Ryan has... You know, arguably his worst season in the NFL, still complete 66%, just under 4,600 yards, 21 touchdowns, but he does have 16 interceptions. And I remember that year, by then I had moved on to 92-9 the game. I was working with Rick Kamla, and there were huge questions in that offseason about Matt Ryan. And I kept banging the drum, chill out, Matt Ryan's your QB. We even had some idiot Falcon fans, and anybody that called in with this take, you are an idiot that was like, oh, Dominic Davis or Matt Schaub or all these other guys should have been given a starting opportunity. So if you wanted a real break-loose point for the Falcons, 2015 could have been the one. He was a guy that had a ton of turnovers. There were people that had a lot of questions about Matt Ryan, where he was um, at the time. Where he was going to be as far as as, as an echelon at the quarterback, was he towards the top? Was he towards the bottom? I remember having the argument with Kamala Kamla, and this was more fantasy football related than anything. But Kamla was sitting there going, "Man, I'd take Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor over Matt Ryan." It was the argument we were having going into the 2016 season, and I kept standing back going chill out, Matt Ryan's gonna be fine, he'll be great, he'll be this, that, and the other. Mind you, at that point, he's right in the middle of his contract. He was only making 11 million bucks base salary. That was his cap hit in 2015, was 11,500,000. That was it, total earnings. It's where you were sitting in 2015. So, Bamani Jones, if you wanted to get out from under Matt Ryan, there was your chance. Here's what he did for guys like you. He responded being the MVP Of the damn NFL. So for everybody that knew football so well going into 2016, Matt Ryan looked at you like he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. He flicked off the entire league, and he was the MVP of the damn NFL when all of you go, oh, Matt Ryan's not very good. I swear some of you have zero football IQ. Zero You don't watch the game, you watch the box score. You're too busy playing damn fantasy football instead of real football, which, by the way, Matt Ryan's one of the best fantasy quarterbacks of all time. In that MVP year, 69.9% completion, 4,900 yards, 38 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, Oh, by the way, they were the seventh-best offense in the history of the NFL. He threw touchdowns to 13 different receivers. So it wasn't just Julio Jones. He was throwing the touchdowns to guys like Levine Toilolo and Patrick DeMarco. They worked. The harmony was there with Kyle Shanahan. The harmony was there with the Falcons. Wasn't a great offensive line. Wasn't a great defense. It was Matt Ryan playing at an unreal level. So you couldn't get out from under Matt Ryan in 2016. So again, this goes back to my point with Bamani Jones. You want us to do better. Where were we supposed to do better? Where were, where were we supposed to cut ties? Because you have to have an idea of what the replacement value is. Who is the person that can become a replacement player for somebody like Matt Ryan? And I'm here to tell you, after 2016, none of you said that. All of you were like, damn, Matt Ryan's a baller. Look at what he did. 2017, mind you, in the NFL, five out of every 12 teams that make the playoffs one year don't make it the next. We've seen what happens to Super Bowl losers. We know how the Super Bowl ended. We well chronicled the Super Bowl. It wasn't on Matt. Matt had like a 148 rating in that game. He basically played a perfect game. If Devontae Freeman picks up a block on Dante Hightower coming in uh, uncontested, Matt Ryan has Aldrick Robinson. Yeah, again, Aldrick Robinson sprinting wide open down the field. They had double-covered Julio Jones. Matt's loading up to win, put the game away. It would have been 35-9 to nine at that point. Again, Everything that had to go wrong went wrong. By the way, in that game, the Falcons had, I believe, 23 minutes of time of possession, as opposed to the Patriots having over 40 minutes of time of possession. They ran 99 plays to the Falcons, 45 maybe, somewhere in that range. So he follows it up in 2017. 49, or 4,095 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interception. Team goes to the NFC Divisional Round. We obviously fall a couple of yards short in Philadelphia. The Eagles, by the way, go on to win the Super Bowl that year. Um, so it ends that way. Remember, that Steve Sarkeesian, uh, the offense did not work. They did not block well. There were a lot of missteps with that. You had injuries, this, that, and the other. And Matt, again, had a fairly pedestrian year For his standards. Again, 4,095 yards and 20 touchdowns is pedestrian, but they go 10 and 6 and they lose. 2018, I laugh because people go, oh, Matt Ryan sucked. They were 7 and 9. 69% 69% completions, 4924, 35 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So to put it in context, the year that he wins the MVP he goes 69.9% completion. 2018, he goes 69.4% completion. 2016, he goes 4,944 yards. 2018, he goes 4,924 yards. 38 touchdowns in 16, 35 touchdowns in 18, identical seven interceptions with Steve Sarkeesian as your offensive coordinator. The problem in that year, and, and people love to go, well, Matt Ryan didn't carry the team to a Super Bowl. No, he didn't, because Deion Jones was out. Keanu Neal was out. Grady Jarrett missed multiple games. You were out there playing with backups at a lot of positions. The defensive side of the ball was absolutely ransacked, and they go 7 and 9. Still had a pretty damn good year. And then this past season, he missed a game. He goes 7 and 8. Still throws for 4,466 yards without a game. So just figure he plays in that game. He probably is a 4,700 yard passer. He goes 26 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. For his career, 65.5% completions, 51,186 yards, 321 touchdowns, and 147 interceptions. So to go back to what everything that was said from Bamani Jones. When were the Falcons supposed to go and be better than Matt Ryan? I challenge any one of you to go through his career and tell me the spot where the Falcons were supposed to move on from Matt Ryan. I'll give you as long as you want because you can't. If you want to tell me in 2015 we were supposed to move on and be better Who would we have been better with in 2015? Honestly, a team coming off an 8-8 and season with a new coach and a new uh, offensive coordinator in 15, where were the Falcons supposed to be better than Matt Ryan? That's the only point in his career where you can sit back and go, that maybe would have been a breaking point. Mind you, I'm just going to go through who was picked in the first round that year, who the quarterbacks were that were chosen that year. Quarterback, you had Jameis Winston, you had Marcus Mariota go one and two, Okay, so you weren't drafting either one of them, uh, which is probably good because both of them were pretty much bust in the NFL. Neither one of them have been stars whatsoever. Here's the other quarterbacks that were picked that year. The only quarterbacks picked in the draft, Garrett Grayson, went in the third round to New Orleans. Sean Mannion goes in the third round to St. Louis. Bryce Petty goes in the fourth to the Jets. Brett Hundley goes in the fifth to the Packers. And Trevor Simeon goes in the seventh to uh, the Denver Broncos. That was who was the drafted quarterbacks in the NFL after the 2015 season. That's what you were supposed to do. Let's go to the 2016 NFL draft because that's the one we want to look at more after the 15 season going in to 16. Here's the quarterbacks that were drafted at in the 16 year. So you weren't going to do anything, uh, you know, obviously with Matt Ryan at 15. If you do something in the 2016 NFL draft, here's who you had. You had Jared Goff go one, Carson Wentz go two. Team was too good for that. Paxton Lynch goes in the first round 26 overall. Oops. Christian Hackenberg, who was better throwing the ball at reporters' heads than actually playing in the NFL, went in the second round. New England drafted Jacoby Brissett in the third round. So maybe you could have spent a third rounder on Jacoby Brissett, but there's nobody that's taken Jacoby Brissett over Matt Ryan. Cody Kessler goes to Cleveland in the third round. Connor Cook to Oakland in the fourth. A great pick by Dallas. Dak Prescott goes in the fourth round uh, at that time. Cardell Jones, fourth round to Buffalo. Then it's Kevin Hogan, Nate Sudfield, Jake Rudock, Brandon Allen, and Jeff Driscoll, and a guy by the name of Brandon Doty. So in that draft, Goff has been good. Wentz has been good. brissett has been pretty good. Dak Prescott's been good. So could you have drafted Matt, uh, Matt Ryan's replacement there in the fourth round with Dak Prescott? Maybe. Maybe. But nobody in the NFL knew Dak Prescott was going to be the quarterback. And I'll be honest, since then, I'd still take Matt Ryan over Dak Prescott. Matt Ryan has an MVP and a Super Bowl appearance to his name. Dak Prescott's a guy that Dallas probably needs to give a long-term contract to. But he has won absolutely nothing either. I'd take Matt Ryan 100 times out of 100 over Dak Prescott. So, Bamani Jones, I challenge you, tell me since... Since we like that good dope here in Atlanta to use your term, when and who were the Falcons supposed to get that's better than Matt Ryan? I'll give you as long as you want. You can get your buddy Pablo Torre to type in some research material and let me know because you can't find that spot where the Falcons were going to improve from Matt Ryan. Then I have people wanting to argue with me that Matt Ryan's not a Hall of Famer. I will bet you whatever I have, Matt Ryan will be in the Hall of Fame. Anybody that wants to put a monetary wager on that, put up or shut up is what I have to tell you. All you guys have to go, Matt Ryan's not a Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan's not a Hall of Famer. He's absolutely a Hall of Famer. He's going to end with Close to 70,000 yards passing. You probably put another 100 to 150 touchdowns. He'll have 470, 480 touchdowns. Matt Ryan, you know, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, so be it. You don't have to win a Super Bowl to be a champion. I see my buddy, Nobias Wilborn. He says, you know, the NFL, to be a Hall of Famer, you, you have to have the story be written about you. or the, You have to be able to be a guy that you can't tell the story of the NFL without telling that story of that player without them being a Hall of Famer. It's not true at all. I can tell the story about the NFL a thousand times out of a thousand without saying uh, Bob Greasy's name. Bob Greasy's uber overrated, was a guy that turned around and handed the football off, yet he's still in the Hall of Fame. If I had the Hall of Fame list in front of me, I could scroll down the list and say we could tell the NFL story without that guy. So that's not a criteria to me. Then I see Omar Kelly. Dolphins beat writer, who literally says Matt Ryan is Chad Pennington. This guy's been a Dolphins beat writer for a long time. He's well-respected in Miami. Um, I don't follow him because I just don't. Chad Pennington's career, 17,823 yards, 102 touchdowns, and 64 interceptions. His career is three and a half Matt Ryan seasons. His career is having arm strength that couldn't break a pane of glass. So don't give me that Chad Pennington equals Matt Ryan. What this seems to me is you've covered such a shit football team for so long, you now forget what it's like to see a good quarterback. Dan Marino retired in 1999, and the Dolphins have been looking for a quarterback since 1999. They signed Dante Culpepper instead of Drew Brees. Oops. They drafted clowns like John Beck, Chad Henney, Ryan Tannehill. You name it, they've drafted him and they've stunk. They traded a second round pick for A.J. Feely. When your best quarterback over a 20 year period is probably Jay Fiedler, that's your issue. You drafted Jake Long when Matt Ryan's sitting there. Ask any... Realistic Dolphin fan, would they rather have Jake Long or Matt Ryan for the career? Oh, by the way, Jake Long's not in the league anymore, and he hasn't been for a few years. Matt Ryan still out there throwing 46, 4700 yards and 30 touchdowns. So stop when you think that Chad Pennington equals Matt Ryan. That's just you not seeing with your eyes that you saw terrible quarterbacks in Miami, and the Dolphins wish they had somebody like Matt Ryan. Now, the hope is Tua Tungavailoa turns into that for Miami, but guess what? Tua tungavailoa has got about 15 NFL career years in front of him before he can hold Matt Ryan's jock. So, Dolphin fans, get over yourself. You wish you had Matt Ryan. In closing, my argument with this has always been, Matt Ryan will never, and I even said it the year of the Super Bowl, The Falcons could have won the Super Bowl. There are people that will hate Matt Ryan for whatever reason. I've heard fans say he's soft. He has no control. He, ha- I, love, I laugh at the noodle arm. If it wasn't for Julio Jones, he never would do anything in this league. I mean, if that's the case, what would Joe Montana have done without Jerry Rice and John Taylor and Roger Craig? What would Troy Aikman have done without Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin and Jay Novacek and a great offensive line and a mind like Jimmy Johnson? What would Drew Brees do without Sean Payton and that marvelous offensive system that they run year in and year out? What would Tom Brady have done without Bill Belichick, a guy that, uh, quite frankly, got Matt Castle to go 11-5? and five. You could go down the list. Quarterbacks need players around them. Peyton Manning, let's be real, he needed pieces around him. He was a guy that lost a lot. And then finally, think about it, his last Super Bowl, they drugged Peyton Manning to a Super Bowl. Literally, the defense put him on his back and they carried him. When I see guys like Joe Flacco have Super Bowl championships, guys like Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson and all of these other ham and eggers, the Super Bowl is a hell of a lot more than just one player. So again, tell me when you could have been better than Matt Ryan. Tell me who his replacement should have been. And it can't just be, oh, I wanted Tom Brady. Yes, yeah, so did everybody else in the NFL. Oh, I wanted Lamar Jackson. You're lying. Because most of you used to call our program, no, Lamar Jackson's going to suck. Deshaun Watson's going to suck. And they haven't sucked. I tend to watch football and have a pretty damn good idea of who's good. And I've told you guys for a long time, I knew Lamar Jackson was going to be good. I knew Deshaun Watson was going to be good. And Matt Ryan is really damn good. We'll come back tomorrow. I was going to dive into a lot of brave stuff, but I don't want to clog up today's podcast with stuff other than the Matt Ryan conversation. If you like it, at John MichaelsU, at Tackler Media. Make sure you give us a follow, give us a subscription. Do like I do go after people like Bamani Jones and Omar Kelly and everybody else around the country that loves to hate on Matt Ryan. You're going to appreciate him when he's gone. Ask Miami. Ask all of these other teams that have been looking for quarterbacks for decades. Kansas City have been looking for a quarterback for decades, and they fell into Patrick Mahomes. Idiot franchises like the Chicago Bears traded all kinds of picks to go get Mitch Trubisky. The Falcons have a sure thing in Matt Ryan. Team success hadn't always been there. That's not always his fault. But find me who was going to be better find me who the replacement is or if not sit back and enjoy matt ryan will be in the hall of fame and i'll bet any one of your money we'll talk to you tomorrow it's john michaels see ya.